This message was recorded live at the Life Church UK building. We hope that you are truly blessed and encouraged by today's message. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. So, this month of October, you have in your leaflet that you can pick up for, there at the information desk, the scripture for the month. All your work shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you, from Psalm 145. So I want to start this morning about this. You see, Simon said it in the beginning of the service, that this place is full of miracles. We are the miracles of God. David said in his famous Psalm 30, weeping, in verse 5, may endure for the night. Now, many of you know that scripture. But then he says, you have removed sackcloth from me. Sackcloth talks about repentance or sorrow or bowing low and feeling nothing is worth living for if you're not there for me, Lord. And then he says, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. My glory, my living being. You know, friends, God has predestined all of our lives to be a testimony of his goodness and mercy. All of us. David shows the way in the most phenomenal way. And I don't think that there's anyone sitting here today that cannot find themselves some way or another in David's life. Because in David, you can see all the tragedies that can happen to any of us, but you can see the mercies of the Lord triumph over them all. I mean, I love it that when God speaks to Israel in Isaiah 55, he says, I'm ready to give you the same mercy I showed King David. So he uses David as an example of his goodness and mercy. David, you know, said it in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This Psalm 145, we're going to read from it in beginning here, is a Psalm of David. I'm going to read the first 10 verses. That's half of that Psalm. I'd love to read the whole Psalm, but there's not enough time at this moment. Listen, I will extol, praise you. Extol means praise. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. How about we make that decision? I'm not going to sing the blues, and poor me, I'm going to sing the hallelujahs and say glory to God in the highest. We have to decide where our fame of life comes from. It cannot be just the benefits this life has to offer. It has to come from the glory of the Lord in our lives. You have to decide what makes you glorious. Some people, they glory in their wealth. Some people glory in their wisdom. Some people glory in their might, Jeremiah says in chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. He says, but the Lord is looking for those who glory in him. Oh, I want to be one of those he can find praising him. Amen? Blessing him at all times. He says, every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness 
is unsearchable. In other words, when you're trying to figure it all out, you say, okay, Lord, I know I can't comprehend it all, but it's amazing. It's amazing. One generation shall praise your works to another. I think it's so important that we unashamedly, but in good taste, in good taste, talk to our children and children's children about the goodness of the Lord. I'm talking about a good taste, not to overwhelm them with it, but there are opportunities that God will give you that you, and if you pray for it, he surely will, that you can talk to your children about something the Lord did for you that will make an impact on them. Really, folks, let's believe for it. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Meditate, think about it. I will be busy thinking about your mighty splendor, Lord, and on your wondrous works. Man, listen now, shall speak of the might of your awesome acts. Oh, praise God, when we have men, not just talking about how successful they are in the world, and that's fine. I, I think it's nice when you share, you know, oh, I was doing this business and it succeeded. That makes me happy. I want you to succeed. But it makes me more happy when I hear you talking about the mighty acts of God and his greatness. They shall utter the memory of your goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion. Can I hear an amen somewhere? Slow to anger. Thank you, Jesus. Where would you be if God would have gotten ticked off with you? Hello? And great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Here comes our verse. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. Did you know that the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are his handiwork. Do you know that in a low moment in David's life, he said, I'm conceived in sin. I'm brought forth in iniquity. In another low moment, he had many of them. He said in Psalm 116 verse 9, in my discouragement, I was convinced they were lying when they said I would recover. It can get irritating to Christians, when they hear other Christians encourage them, you're going to get through. I don't ever want to have that kind of heart. I want to have a heart when I'm low and down and you choose to say, oh, pastor, you're going to make it, but you have no idea what I'm going through, that I say, amen, amen. I want to have the heart that responds to a positive thing. At the same time, I think we need to be so sensitive to not just idly talk to people when we don't have that real spiritual wisdom what to say at the right moment. The Bible says, if we lend our ear to the Lord every morning, then he will give us understanding how to speak a word in season to those that are weary. That's Isaiah 50 verse 4. There is a word that you can have for somebody. 
That is just what they need to rise up out of despair, to rise up out of the trial of the hardships that have captured them. Oh, I will never forget some of these times in my life that the Lord helped me. I think it is so important that we are busy with the goodness of the Lord so that we know how to speak right words. Because David said in Psalm 3, verse 2, many are they who say of me, there's no help for him in God. I don't ever want to let my personal irritation or offense with somebody become the word of the Lord. Can you hear me? And I think it's so important that we're careful with how we feel inwardly and how we share that. I think we need to live in such a way in his grace that the devil can never employ us to push somebody down who's already down, to wound somebody who's already wounded, to crush somebody who has no hope left. I think it's so important that we have to live daily in such a way that we can have a word in season for our own children. And sometimes, folks, that can be a battle to keep yourself in a place of praise and grace and glory with God so that the enemy cannot employ you to say something to somebody to wound them, hurt them. And David says in Psalm 3, many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. You see, when you only know the judgment of the Lord concerning what's evil and not the mercies that triumph over that judgment, then you can really be an instrument of condemnation. But when you yourself have tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord and his mercies you don't deserve, you can say to somebody who feels there's no hope for them, I have seen the mercies of the Lord. And they fail not. They're new every morning because great is his faithfulness. I really mean what I'm saying. I want to be that voice that says there's hope for the hopeless. I want to be able to put my arm like I did on Wednesday night after the service around a couple that were tearing each other up and had been intoxicating themselves. And they were so dark. And the love of Jesus just came. I just sat with them and just sat there and the love came. And they became calm. And they stopped tearing each other up. And the, per, the one person who didn't want to know about God, she said, I don't know about God. I, maybe there's a higher power. I said, well, let's call him higher power. I thought that God don't mind to be called higher power. Don't you think he's okay with higher power? I said, we'll call him higher power for now. I said, you need this higher power. And before we finished, there was such weakness. I gave her a hug. <clears throat> and she said, when's your next service? You see, friends, we can see light overtake darkness. Goodness overtake evil. Mercy overtake judgment. We can see things turn. But we have to have this kind of spirit that we see in David. While many were saying to him, there's no help for you with God, he said, but I know you are a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter 
of my head. Oh, I love that thinking. You are my glory. You are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice. He heard me from his holy hill. And I like this next little part there. I laid down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. How good it is when you're surrounded by mayhem. You could go to bed. I know he who keeps me never slumbers nor sleeps. I know he watches over me. This I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. In him I will trust. Psalm 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I like David here, what he says in Psalm 71. I was with you who supported me from the day I was born, loving me, helping me through my life's journey. You've made me into a miracle. I'm a sign and wonder. I'm a marvel to many. No wonder I trust you and praise you forever. Many marvel at my success, but I know it's all because of you, my mighty protector. I'm overflowing with your praise for all you've done, and your splendor thrills me all day long. That's Psalm 71. And then he says, but now that I'm old and better looking, uh, no, and gray-headed, sorry. I was thinking about myself, sorry. No, no vanity here. I know, honey, it's terrible, isn't it? I tell Virginia all the time how good looking I am. I mean, that's what I want her to keep thinking of me. And I've got to implant those thoughts in her heart. And she looked at me yesterday mowing the grass, and she said to me, honey, I was looking out at the window. I saw you out there. I thought, what a handsome fella. <laughs> Yo, Baba, I'm home again. You've got to stay happy, folks. Don't talk yourself into a pit. Don't talk somebody else into the same pit. Come on now. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who delivered me out of a horrible pit, put my feet upon a solid rock, and put praise into my mouth. Oh, friends, you've got to praise the Lord, and you've got to talk good about yourself. Listen to this. David says in the next Psalm 4, there are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. For you have put gladness in my heart more than in the seasons that their grain and wine increased. And again, he says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell safely. Many people say, oh, I don't see anything. Oh, it's all bad. Oh, nothing. He said, I don't think that way at all. No. Folks, how you think will determine how you feel. How you think will determine what you believe. How you believe will determine how you experience life. You can see your life turn from darkness to light by putting your faith in God and learning from David how to begin to talk with the spirit of praise to God, with the spirit of glory to him. And in your most darkest moment, your most darkest moment, you can, I love what David says in Psalm 143. He said, Lord, saving me out of my sin, 
will bring glory to your name. <laughs> I love it. He had such a positive attitude towards God. I'm sure that it tickled the Lord. Maybe one of the angels said, come on, Lord. Come on, he promised he wasn't going to do it again. He did it again. It's not fair for you to forgive him again. And Lord said, I love forgiving David because whenever I forgive him, he always tells everybody about it. And he's always so excited that I'm so good to him. I need everybody to have that kind of spirit of faith. Oh, praise the Lord when you can be a bit optimistic. Now, let me close with you here from 1 Samuel. I was once reading a book No, 2 Samuel. I was reading a book, and in this book, this man of God said, if they they were watching this statue of John Knox in in Scotland, standing there with his Bible in his hands, he said, if they ever make a statue for me, be sure to make mine kneeling, for there I've seen the greatest glory. And when I read that, I was sitting before the Lord in prayer, and I said, oh, Lord, when I read that about the statue kneeling, I said, oh, Lord, is it okay I'm sitting? And instantly he brought the scripture to me, and David went in and sat before the Lord. And I want to encourage you today. Don't allow yourself to listen to the voice that says miracles are not for today. The power of God is not moving. There's no revival. The church is going nowhere. It's all hopeless. The world is getting darker and darker. Folks, come on, don't give your ear to all of that. If you keep listening to it, it'll get in your heart because whatever you hear affects what you believe. But keep your ear to the Word and begin to think positive. Begin to say, by your stripes I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. Begin to believe it and say it. Begin to keep saying it. And maybe that monster of illness that is coming against you acts like it's so mighty and so powerful. Like the mighty waves of the sea that come to the little sand on the beach. And that mighty wave says, we are more powerful than you. But there's a law of God in that little grain of sense that says you must go back because God has set the boundary. No matter how powerful you are, you've got to go back. And yes, it may look impossible when that mighty wave is over that little sand, but that sand keeps saying what God says and the mighty waves have to go back. And we maybe feel little like that grain of sand, but with the word of God, we are mighty to withstand the greatest forces that come against us. David went in and sat before the Lord. It says here in 1 Samuel 7, verse 18. And David went in, 2 Samuel, and went and sat before the Lord. When you sit down, talk to God. I'm serious. Don't just only sit down to watch television. Don't only to sit down to be on your phone. Don't only sit down to just slumber. Sit down and talk to God. I'm serious. Sit down and talk to God. Have time with the Lord. David had time with God. And he said, who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O Lord God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manner of man, O Lord God? 
Is this how you deal with people? Now what more can David say to you? For you, Lord God, know your servant for your word's sake. And according to your own heart, you have done all these great things to make your servant know them. Therefore, you are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you, nor is there any God beside you according to all that we've heard with our ears. Do you see the heart that God's looking for in you and me? when he says that David was a man after his own heart. He's looking for you and my heart to sit down before the Lord and think about the goodness of the Lord and talk about his mercies and talk about his wonders. Let's really dedicate ourselves afresh and anew that God receives the glory and the praise. Let's believe, let's believe Maybe you have some challenge in your life right now. Maybe you are facing some pain because you made some wrong choices. Maybe God is dealing with things in your heart that really needs to be dealt with because it's not right. And the enemy says, oh, you'll never change. Oh, you'll never get through it. Oh, you blew it, you blew it, you blew it, you blew it. See, that's not the voice of your father. That's the voice of the enemy. And he's always trying to trample you down. But you can say, I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This my soul knows very well. I'm God's handiwork, created in Christ for the good works he's prepared for me to live in. I believe this is the day of the Lord, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, who has forgiven me of everything, who's healed me and crowned me with his kindness and love and renews my youth. Those were the words of David, and we can take these words and experience experience the same power in our lives. Now, if you say, Jesus, I need to repent of sin. I'm doing things that are wrong. Put your hand on your heart. Everybody bow your heads in prayer for a moment. And you know what you are doing is wrong in God's sight. And you say, help me, Lord. I know it's wrong, but I'm not changing. And I want to change, Jesus. I want you to help me. I want to be helped. You got to call upon him who is worthy to be praised for he is our helper and he is able to help you and change your heart and mind and set you free. For where the spirit of the Lord Jesus is, there's freedom. And if you say, I, I want to get out of this, I want to change, I want to live for God. I want to live to his glory and praise. I don't want to serve the world and sin. I don't want to live for myself. I want to live for God. Put your hand on your heart. Everybody pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of all my sins. Forgive me. Cleanse me in your precious blood. I believe, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I surrender and submit myself to you. Save me, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father, for your grace on each and every one of our lives. Thank you, Father, on all those that are going to be baptized this morning that they step into such glory out of the weakness of self into the power of a holy, heavenly new life, living to the praise and glory of God. And I pray your grace on each and every one of our lives and our families. And the Lord make his face shine upon all of us 
and be gracious to us. And God will not hide his face from you, but lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And you will no longer struggle, but see the goodness of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Thank you for listening to our message today. We hope you feel encouraged, blessed, and strengthened for the week ahead. If there's anything you need, anything we can do at all to help and support you, please don't hesitate to contact us by visiting our website at www.lifechurchuk.org. 